This is the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Hilton Tarrant uh, with you on this Thursday evening. Tonight, a U.S. hedge fund manager calls African Bank a short. David Shapiro, who was at the conference in New York yesterday, has the details. A hidden gem on the JSE, one of the best-performing small-cap shares, now worth over a billion rands. Quarrying and concrete company Afrimat's results are surprising in an otherwise depressed sector. Chief Executive Andres van Heerden is with us at a quarter past. We continue our My Money series. You might have 300 rand or 500 rand a month to invest. We dig into ETF options and how to be realistic about returns when investing with Simon Brown. And Wayne McCurry of Momentum Wealth is with us to make sense of the markets on a day where the JSE slipped almost a third of 1%. That and more to come. First, here's the news. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Government report could affect Gupta debate and debate over the price paid for Malema's house. Good evening, I'm Greg Hose with the news at 6pm on SAFM. A government report on the Gupta family's unauthorised use of the Vartiklov Air Force Base in Pretoria could affect Parliament's debate on the matter. A team comprising the Directors General of various departments is due to submit the report tomorrow. The ANC has proposed that the debate be held from the 4th to the 7th of next month. DA parliamentary leader... We believe that President Zuma should come to this debate. It's a prime opportunity for him to clarify his role in this matter, to clarify how this happened and to account to the people of South Africa for whether or not South Africa is for sale to the highest bidder when it comes to the President. Residents of Sandown Extension 36 believe the price paid at auction for the incomplete mansion that belonged to expelled ANC Youth League President Julius Malema was excessive. The partly finished property in Sandson, north of Johannesburg, was bought for 5.9 million rand today by a wealthy businessman. Local residents say the price was influenced by the Malema factor. I've lived in the suburb for 17 years. The most expensive house that's been sold in this neighbourhood is probably 4 million rand. In this suburb, the houses don't trade for that price here, so I never did understand the economics originally of how this house got built. The price, I wouldn't expect, neither would I pay that much. I think it's way over the top. The Home Affairs Department is to cancel an estimated 20,000 duplicate ID books which are circulating around the country. The process is expected to be completed by the end of the year. The Home Affairs Minister, Naledi Pandors, made the announcement while presenting her budget vote in Parliament today. And one feature of this is the presence in our country of duplicate IDs, that is persons holding IDs, you know, sometimes it's uh, identity theft, other times it could be administrative error, but this problem of duplicate IDs is one that we have to address. The chairperson of the AU Commission in Kosasanat Lamini Zuma believes Africa has the potential to export food to the U.S., China, India, Western Europe and Japan. However, she says for this to happen, the continent's agriculture must be developed to its full potential. She was speaking at the World Economic Forum for Africa being held in Cape Town. Looking at the available arable land, 60% is still available unused in Africa. And that is a huge potential if we invest in agriculture. And investing in agriculture will mean not only food for us, but it will also mean food for the world. International news and police in the U.S. say the body of the Boston Marathon bombing suspect, Tamalan Sanarev, has been buried. The location of the grave hasn't been given. 
Public anger over the bombings had hindered the search for a burial place. He was killed in an exchange of fire with police three weeks ago. His younger brother Johar is being treated under police guard in a prison hospital. He faces trial for last month's bombing, which left three people dead and 264 wounded at the finish line of the Boston Marathon. Top story, a government report on the Gupta family's unauthorised use of the Vartaklov Air Force Base in Pretoria could affect Parliament's debate on this matter. The next news bulletin is at 7 o'clock. For SAFM, I'm Greg Hose. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Almost five minutes after six o'clock on the Market Update. Hilton Tarrant with you on this Thursday evening. Flying solo, we are taking your SMSs, uh, questions or comments uh, about shares or investment. We will take those throughout the show and maybe get to one or two of those uh, towards 6.30. is the SMS line. That's 34701. Use the keyword market and we'll get those SMSs through when McCurry of Momentum Wealth is with us on standby to... Uh, put on his thinking cap and I'll answer one or two of those. So it'll cost you two rand an SMS, 34701 with a keyword market. First up, uh, the business news. Google it and Fupi not with us this evening, but uh, here we go. Miners have vowed to halt operations at Anglo-American Platinum, even if retrenchments are scaled back to 5,000 from the initial 14,000 announced. A worker affiliated with mining union Amku told Reuters today. Amplat's plan to axe 14,000 jobs and mothball two mine shafts to return to profit, but uh, industry sources told Reuters that the final plan would be paired back with as few as 5,000 jobs cut and an announcement expected either today or tomorrow. The market had been expecting that announcement today. Workers have signaled they will launch protest strikes even if the job cuts fall far short of that initial target. Manufacturing output fell by 2.2% year-on-year in volume terms in March after contracting 2.8% in February, Statsa said today. On a month-on-month basis, factory production contracted by 2.5% and by 2.2% in the three months to March compared with the preceding period. Economists polled by Reuters had expected year-on-year production growth of 1.8% in the sector, which accounts for about 15% of GDP in the economy. And the executive team of Investec Asset Management plan to boost their shareholding in the business after paying about 2.5 billion rand for a 15% stake. That's according to Tabo Kojane, managing director of the unit. Speaking on the sidelines of the World Economic Forum on Africa in Cape Town, he said management will have 20% by 2020 and hopefully more after that. Turning to the markets, the JSE All Share Index down by 0.3%, 40,337 points. U.S. markets flat to lower at the open. The Rand 898 against the U.S. dollar, 1389 to the pound, 1177 to the euro, one uh, gold rather at 1,467 dollars an ounce. Platinum at 1,507 dollars an ounce, and a barrel of Brent at 104 dollars. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Wayne McCurry of Momentum Wealth is our guest market watcher this Thursday evening. Wayne, markets down slightly, gold shares up, uh, but they're so beaten up that uh, even this bounce of, of around about 2%, not too much to crow about. Resources uh, slightly higher on the day, but uh, industrials taking some pain. Yeah, the industrials took some pain there, and it's, it's specifically the, a couple of heavyweights. The SAB Miller is down about 3%. And um, NASPAS also down, you know, two and a half odd odd percent. So that was where the weakness was today. But you know, we've had a very strong market yesterday. So some weakness today is not is not untoward. The overall market is still, you know, pretty much close to its all time or to its all time high. So 
I suppose just some interday movement, you know, nothing to really get uh, too excited about. We saw uh, 52-week highs on the market for a number of the usual suspects, and we are talking about these almost every day now. Mm. Uh, NAMPAC up there again. Uh, it's been up there recently. Times Media with the restructuring underway. Uh, the owner of the Sunday Times, that's up at 17 rand a share. Not too long ago, that was down somewhere around 14, 15 yeah. rand mm. a share. Pinnacle continuing its run. Curo, nothing stopping Curo, ending today at 19 rand 99 cents. Supergroup up there again. And uh, Adcock Ingram, yes. up at 67 Rand 50, that's up 9% today. Mm. It announced to the market uh, this afternoon that it had received proposals, and the emphasis is on the S there. This, these are proposals separate from the Bidvest offer for 60% of the company. These proposals, it says, they're non-binding, uh, and they are for 100% of the company, and uh, they are... They are studying these offers. Well, I mean, they have to study them, so mm. there's no question about that. And certainly, you know, the Adcock share price had a big jump when Bidvest announced their their uh, their offer. And I, I still don't know whether the offer has expired or not. Adcock seems to think it has expired, but let's let's put that aside for the moment. So it had one big jump when that happened, and now it's had the second big jump today. But I mean, obviously, there just there are no details. Uh, mm-hmm. given on, on, on what's transpiring there or what the story is. So we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, before the Bidvest announcement, you know, the share was trading down at about 55 Rand and it's now almost 70. So it's come up a long, long way um, simply because of these two announcements. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. And it'll be very, very interesting because I'm pretty sure Bidvest hasn't lost interest in it, mm. so let's see what comes out of this. But of course, I mean, when when Adcox got the Bidvest offer, they made a great pains to say it's a non-binding, non-binding mm. offer. Now these two offers are also non-binding, so the people who are making an offer aren't committing themselves actually to anything yet. But to make a true assessment, we'll have to wait and see more details. One has to imagine that investment banks and M&A lawyers are, uh, have been furiously Ooh, busy having, over, having the past, over the past couple of weeks uh, getting yeah. these in order, trying to find buyers. Because they've realized that this may be in play. Mm. Management uh, perhaps involved uh, in a situation like this? Could management be involved in, in a buyout given that, the share price, given that the share price is so low? actually wouldn't know as, as to whether they they involved in long as involved or not i suppose it is a possibility when cash build third quarter trading yes. statement out today we saw some pain at the half year Ooh, mark yeah. when uh, when cash build reported results uh, the third quarter trading statement i guess perhaps even worse than than what yeah. they reported at the half year it's not a good trading statement at at all what they said was at the end of the day if they didn't expand any stores the stores would have gone backwards hmm. the existing stores would have gone backwards now that's not uh, lower than inflation that's actual actual negative and it's amazing how quickly things change you know literally until that last trading update the one just before this one or, or the results just before this one cash build could almost do no wrong they were just they did they did incredibly well i mean and the share price adequately discounted that make no mistake about that um but they've taken a tough time now they issued that last update when in march sometime somewhere around there and the share price in hit a peak in september last year you know at about 160 170 odd rand and it's now trading at 120 rand and it's down well 124 rand and it's down almost five percent today so the market didn't like it and i suppose we've got to sit back and say 
What has changed? Has the company itself become worse? I don't think that's the right answer. So obviously the environment that they operate in has become worse, and I can only attribute that to some sort of slowdown in unsecured credit. Mm, very interesting to see the correlation around unsecured credit and how those advances, those new loans to, to South yes. Africans have, have grown at a, a far slower pace, um, and in fact in some cases contracting, and then yeah. you're seeing the, the And you've seen effect. what's happened with ABLE as well. When manufacturing and mining data yeah. out, manufacturing down 2.2% in March. It was down almost 3% in February. Mining down 3.5% in March. I guess uh, you must be careful what you wish for. You wish for a weaker rand. And, uh, and you get it. And you get a weaker rand and not too much is going in the right direction. Yeah, I must say I don't see too many people complaining about the, the valuation of the rand at the at the moment, I'm going to say, I didn't actually mean complaining. I don't see many people applauding the weakness mm. in the rand, whereas not that long ago, everyone was clamoring for rand rand weakness. So we no one's standing up and clapping their hands at the rand's weak at the moment. So it's a funny how things change. But there are some funnies in the numbers. And stat statist, you know, Statistics SA did say that because the Easter weekend was over this period and last year, it was that period. And it happens every year the Easter weekend causes complications. But even if you look through that, it's still not good news. This And the biggest single challenge, I think, for South Africa um, is rectifying a current account deficit. And part of that and a major part of that is to try and get local manufacturing up. But unfortunately, I don't know, quite frankly, whether there is an answer or not. Well, the Sony Investment Conference in New York uh, happened yesterday. This is a conference for hedge fund managers. Uh, he's definitely not a hedge fund manager, but he was there. David Shapiro of Sassfin joining us now. David, uh, Jim Chonis was there, Bill Ackman, David Ironall. These are fairly famous uh, hedge fund managers. Uh, I suppose we could call them infamous hedge fund managers. Mm. We also had a chap called David Steemerman of Conatus Capital. This is a... $2.2 billion fund uh, that he manages, not uh, not a small fund, and he basically stood up in a room full of uh, investors, you were there, and said, out of the entire world, his investment idea is to short ABLE. I think we've lost David there. Um, David, are you are you with us? No, David Shapiro not with us. Uh, seem to have lost that line to New York. Uh, Wayne, this is a... Well, he, might, a, be, he might be a little bit late in shorting able it might just be a bit late there now if you look at able and you look back let's look back at the at the history of of able i mean the share price for you know 2001 and 2002 hovered between 35 and 40 rand more or less you know up and down up mm. and down and now it's trading at 27 rand and since they released the infamous trading update last week it's down from call it 28 odd rand to 23 odd rand so it's so you know it lost a massive amount now in the actual statement given out at the conference that that david's at you know there were analogies made that this is going to turn out to be another best Stearns, lehman, lehman brothers now that i mean they're in trouble but they're a long long way from becoming one of those so so you know maybe a little bit uh, maybe a little bit of overstatement there about about abel i mean abel might underperform they might have more bad debts coming into the system etc etc but you know i don't think they're about to go to go legs up mm. it's a, it's an interesting one uh, and perhaps he is already short and has been short for some time yeah uh, and maybe he's he was just trying talking, to talk talk his book trying to talk his book we saw able today uh, down slightly on yes, the day down up. down about 1.3 percent 22 and yeah. 70 on the day it was up uh, on the back of that announcement yesterday and then uh, ended uh, ended lower but uh, 
Yeah, tough one to trade. Yeah, it's a very hard one. But I mean, certainly we've been discussing not the demise of the unsecured credit. It's not going to disappear in front of our eyes, but that the good days are definitively behind them. And these massive 30, 35, 40% growth rates in this unsecured book are clearly coming to an end. And that's what we're seeing now. Capitec, their last trading update actually wasn't bad. Mm. I, I expected a little, little bit worse than that. But when the big banks start to give their trading updates in, you know, in a month or two or three's time, then we'll then we'll be able to get a better assessment of the state of the industry. And also by then we might have some results from all of these investigations that are going on into the garnishy orders, etc., etc. We are trying to get hold of David Shapiro. We'll hopefully speak to him before uh, 6.30 this evening. This is the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. 17 after 6, JSE listed quarrying group and concrete producer Afrimat out with results for the year to the 28th of February today. This is one of the best performing small cap shares on the JSC and perhaps we shouldn't really call it a small cap anymore. It is worth uh, over a billion rand. It's up 57% over the, far, uh, over the past year. It was trading below 6 rand in June. It's now trading just over 9 rand a share. Chief Executive Andres van Heerden uh, joins us now. Andres, you are bucking the trend in this space. It's a tough sector. You've got ready-mix companies, your competitors under severe pressure. You've got competitors in the quarrying business under severe pressure. You've got competitors in the aggregates business under severe pressure. How have you managed to get it so right when others are getting it so wrong? Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a very difficult question to uh, to ask. Um, I think if we really look at at what what is different is we uh, we've been trying to to keep our strategy focused on the right things, um, and we diversified the business into the industrial minerals and and the more niche market space about three years ago. And the uh, the things that are really helping us in in this difficult time is uh, the Glenn Douglas acquisition that we did about three years ago, the Clinker acquisition that we did uh, just about a year ago. Uh, all of these things have have really come come to our assistance, while our aggregates and ready mix market is is still tough. Revenue up 34% in the year to 1.3 billion rand. Headline earnings per share up 23% to 76.9 cents a share. The bulk of the revenue and the bulk of the profits coming through the mining and aggregates uh, division in the business. That's quarrying, crushing, gravel, sand, clinker, limestone. Uh, Anything that comes out of the ground, I guess, uh, that's not gold or, or, or platinum. The trading environment you find yourself in, is it tough out there? It is extremely tough, uh, especially the aggregates market. It remains tough. Volumes are down. Uh, pricing is under pressure. So it is a tough market. Uh, what is what is helping is the industrial minerals, the dolomites, dot limestones. Those markets are a lot better and lo- a lot healthier. Given that you are one of the inputs into the construction market, into the road building markets, uh, are there any indications at the moment that those are starting to pick up? Yes, the the road building market is strong. Um, road building around the country is is, is stronger than, than it has been in many years. Um, so that is good, yes. In the year, uh, you have bought control of Infrasource and that uh, acquisition becoming effective a day after your, your financial uh, year end, effective the 1st of March. The business and the debt in that business is ring-fenced from, from Afrimat. The focus now, I guess, is, is on turning that business around, getting it back to profitability. What attracted you to, to Infrasource? Um, Infrasource are, are sitting on very attractive assets, the limestone mine in Marble Hall, the 
uh, metallurgical dolomite mine in Littleton, the alluvial silica assets, they are all very attractive assets and uh, we believe that if we can, uh, we, we believe we can bring them back to profitability and we believe that they can be very attractive in future. In terms of your operations, uh, we've had a lot of unrest in the mining sector. We've had labor unrest in the transport sector, which I guess uh, would affect you directly in, in both those cases. Have you managed to avoid uh, a lot of those the, those tensions? No, unfortunately not. We, we had uh, similar action in KZN in our own operations, which was really very expensive. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah we've, we've had that. Looking ahead, uh, are you looking outside of South Africa uh, at any stage? Yeah, we uh, we're not we're not rushing into Africa. Um, we see uh, we see a, a bit of a feeding frenzy going on in Africa at the moment, um, and we've we've managed to find excellent opportunities within South Africa. So. Africa is not out of bounds for us, but it's not it's not the primary focus. Andres van Heerden is the chief executive of Afrimat. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Conditions apply. Well, we spoke last week in our My Money if segment uh, about what your options are if you are looking to save or invest somewhere between 300 and 500 rand a month. Simon Brown of Just One Lap joins us again this week. Simon, we spoke about those three options offered by Standard Bank and FNB, basically extensions of online banking and ways to invest in shares specifically without incurring a standard brokerage cost. One of those gives you exposure to the top 100 shares on the JSE via two RMB ETFs, the top 40 and the mid-cap uh, funds. If we take a step back for a second, exchange-traded funds, they give you access to a basket of shares. How exactly do they work? Uh, good day, Hilton. I mean, essentially, what you're looking at, that basket will, will, will track an index. You mentioned the RMB top 40 there. It's tracking the top 40 index. That is the index of the 40 largest shares on the JSC. So it will be the big retailers, the big four banks that we all recognize. Discovery Health is in there as well, uh, and, and obviously a couple of mining stocks, your Platinum Miners, Sassel, BHP, Billiton, and Anglo. And that basket of shares represents the index. So if you buy an ETF that's they're tracking the top 40 index, you essentially get exposure to the move of those 40 shares. Now, that number gets reported on a, on a daily basis, and it essentially tells you what the average move has been. So if it was up 1% within those 40 shares, the average move was plus 1. Some would have gone down, some would have gone up more. But it, because it's across 40 different companies, different sectors, different industries, it gives you diversification. You're not all in to one particular stock, which might have a sudden bad period and might see pressure on the share price. Speaking of diversification, uh, a lot of debate at the moment about whether or not uh, you should be invested in something like Satrix 40 uh, or RMB Top 40 for that matter, which gives you exposure to the Top 40 shares. Given the torrid time that resources um, have been having, a lot of people pointing to uh, the Indy, which gives you exposure to the industrial index as perhaps something to consider. Is that a fair debate? It absolutely is a fair debate. Our, our top 40 has been doing, I don't want to say poorly, but it, it's only just green for so far the year to date. And that really is because of the stock 
products such as Exaro, the, the gold miners. We've got Goldfield and Anglo Gold Ashant in there. We've got the platinum miners in Platinum and, and, and uh, Anglo American Platinum. And those prices have been falling, which means that although we've seen a lot of positive moves in, in, in the other stocks, they've essentially been offset by the, the, these uh, mining stocks that have been under pressure. If you look at the, the ND25, the Industrial 25, there's only one mining stock in that space, and that is Kumba Iron Ore. It's also been under pressure, but you've got a lot of other shares that have done incredibly well. You've got your Vodacoms, uh, you've got a, a whole, an MTN, you've got Mr. Price, Mondi, you've got Life Healthcare. So you get, you get a, more, a more narrow focus. My sense is that over the longer term, I like the, the top 40, the RMB 40, Citrix 40, whichever one the, the, the investor is looking at, because in particular shorter periods, we might see the industrials or the financials or one day even the resources winning out. Over the longer term, I typically want that market exposure. If you're talking shorter term, certainly I've been putting money into the ND25 because that is the current uh, sector that's been doing well. And we go back two, three years, it's been doing incredibly well. And I sense that probably we've got another couple of years in that. But at some point, I'm going to start pulling that money out. And then almost we're starting to trade for someone who really wants that sort of lazy investing. I say, you know what, the top 40, it's going to have its tough times, but it will fire Last year, top 40 did over 20% return. Simon, what about expectations? The expectation exists out there that uh, you can invest money in the market. The market always goes up, but these things do come with risk, and you might have it a year where the markets don't perform. Oh, absolutely. I mean, markets always go up until they don't, um, <laughs> and, and we never know which will be the year that they don't. I remember uh, January 2008, we were all looking forward to a year where we thought might be a bit testing, ended up being around 25% down. So if you'd had money at the 10,000 rand in the top 40 at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year you had 7,500 rand. Uh, and in fact, it continued to slide into 2009. So markets don't always go up. They do have periods of, of, of weakness. The way we manage that is really using time to our favor. If we look at that collapse in 2008, 2009, from the highs of, 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 of the market down to the lows, was approximately 50%. Since that, we've recovered and added onto it. We're making new highs, but you had to give it time. If you're entering into the market, you've got to take a minimum three, ideally a five-year time horizon, and say, so, you might have a red year, but over time you will get the return. Don't expect it to happen every year. Simon Brown is with Just One Lap. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account, and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year conditions apply. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Choose between single or multiple deposits. Terms range from 6 to 60 months. Rates are fixed and you'll never earn less than 5.35%. Visit www.capitecbank.co.za for more info or visit your nearest branch. Conditions apply. Capitec Bank. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. 27 after 6. Well, we have managed to get uh, David Shapiro of Sasswin back on the line from New York. David, was it the fact that I said that these hedge fund managers were infamous that made you uh, suddenly very scared? Yeah, I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> David Just got cut off there. <laughs> Had all kinds of phone calls coming in. Da- da- I love the way. The worst thing is that this is, this is sponsored by Capitech. And uh, if you heard what Mr. Stemmerman said about unsecured lending, uh, yesterday at the conference, that scared that, that really scared me and was totally unexpected, Hilton. 
What was your reaction when when he stood up and and said that uh, Abel is essentially writing quote stupid loans worth twenty thousand dollars? I don't know if he used the word stupid, but he was very professional in the way that he decapitated the company. Um, like all the other presenters there, you know, they had all their, their cases well prepared. There was no emotion. You know, the, the idea is for every speaker to give a, a, an investment idea. And he went across that. And he started, he just said that the, the uh, you know, that uh, their model is unsustainable. There's an in, in, um, increase in consumer credit. Uh, unsound lending practice and the ty- ty- the cycle is turning from boom to bust you know in the banking sector and obviously that african bank is vulnerable because he had to come out with a stock mm. and he said it's a worth worthwhile short now he was aware that the share price had fallen on friday but he was talking more about best stones than uh, a recovery as we've seen in jp morgan or all the other banks he just sees this as um, getting from bad to worse uh, but he also addressed, you know, the, one of the one of the worries was uh, unaffordability uh, of the borrowers. You know, forty percent of their income is served on uh, servicing debt, and this is going to increase. And how the banks are addressing it is by increasing the uh, the loan duration and bringing down interest rates, and that in an effort to to ease the pain of the uh, of the, the borrowers. So. Um, he, the other thing is Hilton, where he did attack it, he said, you know, if you go look at the frontline people who are lending out the money, they've spent less than a year as a loan officer. How do they know how to lend out money? You know, they're not, mm. they're not experienced, and therefore it's just, um, it's, you know, they're just after increasing market share or increasing product. Um, so he, he mentioned the fraud, and when he mentioned fraud, I suppose he was referring to the one issue that they had in one of the branches where a lot of loans, or even to the Ghana share orders and that. But he was extremely negative on South Africa. My poor son who was sitting next to me is from Australia, and in a previous speech uh, they'd gone negative on the, uh, <laughs> on the Aussie dollar, so it wasn't a great time to be there for both of us. Our thanks to David Shapiro of SAS for joining us uh, from New York. Wayne, you've got to worry when uh, an investor 9,000 miles away can stand up in a room, very powerful people, billions, tens yes. of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars hundreds under management, and, yep. and hold up hold up a stock yep. and say, look, this, this might not be the case now. I mean, who knows? But I find sometimes you get the best view on uh, your country or an asset from someone 9,000 kilometers away because then they're not caught up in daily noise as we are sometimes. So I'm not saying it's the case now, but but normally that's actually quite a good place to go and ask for opinions. That's where we'll leave it for this evening. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow. It's 6.30 now and time for Game Plan.